In today's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast, we look at how your brand can increase customer or client loyalty, and we take a look at the four main phases of the brand development lifecycle. Embrace where your brand is at in its journey and make your decisions accordingly. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneurial journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Today is Marketing Monday, and thank you for joining me. I'm Ruthie, the founder of Defy the Status Quo, which is a branding and marketing consultancy. And today we are going to talk about birthing a brand to build a community. And I've been giving a lot of thought to the confusion and, and, you know, kind of murkiness that is the branding space. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm not really sure what this means. I know branding is in marketing, but I'm not sure what it means. So I've been giving a lot of thought to it. And I've also been giving a lot of thought to the fast brand building that I'm seeing a lot. You know, people are like, oh yeah, build your brand, just answer this form and I can create your brand for you. And among the branding professionals that I know and respect, That's just not how it works. Brand development, brand strategy development is a careful process of extraction. The skill of the professional you're working with could certainly accelerate the process. Don't get me wrong. But you filling out a form without some serious conversations, that ain't it. So when we look at not just building a brand, but birthing a brand, there's some there's something you need to consider. What are you creating for people to be loyal to? Now, you may have people in your life who you would consider ride or die, right? So for my friends, for the people I count as my people, right? So my business friends, my personal friends, and all I mean by that is just that I know them because of business. That's what makes them business friends. But my partners, my family, those people I've identified as mine, I am definitely that ride or die person. But I am loyal to them as a person. So what are you creating business-wise should be your brand. What are you creating business-wise for people to be loyal to? And so this is when you think of loyalty, it's they are always talking about you in a good way when you're not there, because that's your your brand is what they say when you're not there. Your brand strength is are they even talking while you're not there? Okay. so when when we're looking at loyalty from people to a brand, that's the referrals. That's the hey, this opportunity wanted to pass it your way. Hey, this is a good connection for you. I thought you would, you know, really get a lot out of knowing this person. What are you creating? For people to be loyal to. And so this is what I mean when I say you don't build a brand, you birth it, especially when you look at it from a emotional and emotional intelligence standpoint. When I tell you, hey, we got to work on your brand's personality. Yeah, it's not just tone and voice, you know, because that just, you know, those things sound nice. That's part of it. But what we're really looking to do 
is get to know your brand personality. That's what people want. Your brand is like a collective consciousness. It's like a person. You have to build it with that much depth. Your brand should be able to react to current events. Your brand should have some type of sense of humor. Maybe your brand is sarcastic. Maybe your brand likes dad jokes. But when you think of your brand as a person, what what clothes would your brand wear? If it was a person, if we could personify it, what, what clothes would it wear? If your brand was a food, what would it taste like? If your brand was music, what genre would it be in? Or if, again, if it was a person, what genre would your brand listen to? With the windows down, music volume up. So another thing to consider for you is that you don't grow a brand, you raise it. If anybody watching has kids, then you could probably relate to this. You don't grow a brand, you raise it. And, and you know, even, you know, it's like, Ruthie, what does this have to do with community building though? Part of a community, we have things in common. We have a common reason for being. And the reason why I'm talking about a brand in this way is because when we go back to that first question, what are you creating for people to be loyal to? Do you want them to be loyal to you? Which is fine. That could be a yes. Or do you want them to be loyal to your brand? And these, this goes together. So that's an important question because it goes through the next part of what I'm going to talk about, I promise. But do you want them to be loyal to you or do you want them to be loyal to your brand? The answer, no, I don't want them to be loyal to me. I want them to be loyal to the brand. That's fine. No, I, I well, actually, I want them to be loyal to both. Also fine. No, I only want them to be loyal to me and I want whatever I touch to be what matters. I want, I want to have the Midas touch. Also okay but then you're leaning more on your personal brand versus your corporate brand. Here it goes. So don't worry, I will be coming back to that question or those those two questions. But first, we're going to talk about the the life cycle of brand development, the life cycle, the, the development cycle of your brand. And this is how we're going to be able to tie it back to community building. So one of the things that happens is I will see people out here with a newborn infant style brand and they are like, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm building a community, but I want that community to basically run itself. But they've got a newborn brand. And what I mean by that is that you are a relatively new business. Your business and your brand are not very mature at this time. And what do newborns need? If you're a parent, you'll be able to answer this question. But what do newborns need? They need everything. You got you to gotta pick up the newborn. You got to wash it. You got to feed it. You got to change its diapers. You're going to change the diaper. It's going to poop again right after you close up that diaper. Maybe before you close that diaper, you're going to have to clean it up again. Like it's going to make messes all over you. Like it's going to keep you up all night. Your newborn brand needs everything. It cannot exist without you. Respect that phase because there are way too many people who are like, boop, birth the brand. And then they just leave it outside on the front step. Survive brand, go. It cannot. It cannot survive without you. And that is okay. It is important to recognize where you're at, where your brand is at in its life cycle. Okay? So as we grow, you get a child brand. This is the brand that you can leave in the living room, maybe playing with its siblings, if it had brand siblings. I don't know. You and your business besties can come over, have drinks, and then your brands are playing in the living room. I don't know. But this is the, the brand level where 
you don't have to like be hovering over it all the time. You're not, you know, leaning over and checking to see if it's breathing. It can do things without you wipe its own butt, go to the toilet, maybe even pour a bowl of cereal, depending on exactly how old it is. But the brand doesn't require you 100% of the time, but you certainly wouldn't leave it alone for, for days, right? You wouldn't leave it alone for hours in the case of an actual child. You only leave your kid alone based on age, right? And, and appropriate responsibility taking. But even at this stage, if you picked up and left, you're like, all right, brand, go do it. That brand's not going to make it. And again, you see that with community building. People are like, okay, yeah, things are going good. All right, I, I didn't post in the, you know, I didn't engage with my community uh, yesterday, but things were fine. And now I'm just not going to engage for a week. They're going to be like, where did you go? Or they're not going to think about you at all and completely forget about you. So again, your brand is not completely independent at this stage. All right, now we're getting into teenage brand. Teenage brand is interesting because it still needs you. It doesn't want to need you, though. It doesn't want to need you, though. And this is where I think brand business dissonance definitely can come more into play. It can become more evident that you've got dissonance between or cognitive dissonance between your brand and your business. And if that happens, your brand will get rebellious. Your brand will get rebellious. Your community will get rebellious because your brand and what it represents is not reflected in your business. That becomes a problem. Your community will leave. Your community may break off and make splinter communities because of how upset they are with you. So it can be a messy breakup at this stage. And if you remember being a teenager, being a teenager was probably full of messy, ugly breakups that included crying for some people, shouting for other people, throwing cell phones if you had one for, for others, rumors, all of these things, right? So teenage brand, if you're not careful, can cause real chaos because the brand is old enough. The brand has kind of taken on a mind of its own at this point. And it doesn't recognize that it does, in fact, still need you and thinks that it can go off and do everything by itself. Not to say that there aren't some resilient real life teenagers out there. There are. But I think you guys can kind of get my point. I'm making generalizations and kind of using this as a metaphor across the board. At the teenage brand stage, if you have any brand business dissonance, meaning your brand and its values are not infused and translated into the business, your brand and the community under that brand, they are not here for it. They will leave you and they will probably be pretty noisy about it. And then finally, looking at the adult brand, this is the brand, the corporate brand at least, that is completely independent of you. So you probably have employees now. You've got people running your marketing. You've got people probably even doing your sales. You have strategic partners, but the brand is mature. The brand has its own personality that's fully developed. A great example of this, Wendy's. Wendy's is a fantastic example of a brand that has a full depth and personality. Because when I say it, if you've ever seen Wendy's on Twitter, woo, Wendy's will go out and roast Burger King and roast McDonald's. Like Wendy's almost has an actual personality in my head. Like that logo kind of moves around a little bit. You know what I mean? So Wendy's is sassy. Wendy's is sassy. And, and you know that they're locked into that brand and they fully support it because if they didn't, somebody would have gotten sassy on the Wendy's Twitter account one time and it would have never happened again. They show up and do it on the regular. And so this is a fully formed and independent corporate brand at this point. It doesn't need you because it has everyone else. But 
much like adults who have healthy and happy relationships with their parents, because that would be pretty key, you still feel like you need them for different things. You still rely on them for guidance because they've come before you. And so then that tends to become more of the relationship. But as an adult brand, it may grow and evolve beyond what you could have envisioned because now you have so many people contributing to the brand energy. So back to this original question, what are you creating for people to be loyal to? Do you want them to be loyal to you or do you want them to be loyal to your brand? And understand that even if the answer is, I want them to be loyal to the brand, understand where your brand is at in the life cycle of brand development. If it is a newborn infant brand or a child brand and you want people to be loyal to the brand, understand that that brand still needs you. You cannot leave it outside naked with no food and no water and expect it to survive. So what are you creating for people to be loyal to? What does your brand stand for? And where do you think your brand is at in the life cycle of brand development? Do you think that your brand is a newborn infant brand that like needs your attention, like can't be by itself, don't leave it unmonitored? Is your brand the newborn infant brand? Is your brand the child brand? Hey, I can leave you to watch a TV show and I'm just over in the kitchen, but I can't really leave you like in the house by yourself? Uh, Does it talk back to you? (laughs) Is your brand the teenage brand? So it's older now. It's getting some of its own ideas. It doesn't need your constant supervision. You could probably leave it alone for the weekend if you trust it. I'm just kidding. Of course you trust your brand, but you could leave it alone for a bit. And that what that looks like in the community is people are actively contributing and and they are asking questions and, and they're engaging with each other. So now bonds are being built between other people in the community and not all bonds run to you. Or is your brand the adult brand? Because if your brand is the adult brand, again, just assuming a corporate brand, if your brand is the adult brand, then yeah, people can be loyal to the brand more so than, than, than to you and your brand will do well. But just where is your brand at in the life cycle of brand development? And have you been treating it accordingly? Okay, so that was pretty much it for today. So I'm just going to give a quick recap here at the end, depending on, you know, when you came in. So we were talking about birthing a brand to build a community. And so a lot of this looks at the development of your brand, the birthing part of your brand, and then the development part, the life cycles of development it goes through once you've put it out there. Now, you want to build a community don't we all? And you want that community to be full of loyal and engaged people, people who are clients, people who are constantly referring to you, who constantly bring opportunities your way. That is absolutely what you want, of course. But can your brand stand alone? If it is not an adult, it can't stand alone. If it is a teenage brand, then it can probably stand alone to a certain extent, but it still needs you. If it is a child or infant brand, No, your brand cannot stand alone and you are the primary driver for that community building. There is nothing wrong with any of the phases of the brand lifecycle development, but it's important to recognize where you're at. If you can recognize where you're at, then you can better appreciate your journey. If you can look at someone else's brand and be like, oh, that's clearly an adult brand. Like that brand is all grown up. That helps you not do much, so much comparison and so much, you know, envy over where they're at in their journey. Your brand is not an adult brand. So you can't have that. (laughs) Not yet, but you can. You just have to keep going. But yes, so 
and I'll, I'll tell you something I said on Clubhouse that was really good and that people seem to really receive well. Do you want to know why your community is not big? Your community is not big because you don't know how to take care of it when it is small. If you want a big audience, you're only going to get there by treating your small audience right. Oh, I'm going to put more effort into doing live streams when my audience is bigger. I'm going to put more effort into brand development when my audience is bigger. I'm going to spend more time on social media when my audience is bigger. I'll look at doing podcast interviews and I'll look at guesting on people's shows and speaking when my audience is bigger. But then it goes back to that question. What are you creating for people to be loyal to? You say you're going to do all of these things when your audience is bigger, forgetting or not realizing that these are the things that will attract that big audience to you. You have to learn how to treat your small audience right in order to attract more people. So just remember, you build a brand or you don't build a brand, you birth it. And you don't grow your brand, you raise it. So treat it nicely. <laughs> All right, everybody, you go off and have a wonderful week. So looking forward to seeing you out here in this Facebook, social media, Instagram space. And I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Defy the Status Quo Biz, and the link is in this episode's description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.